Is it possible that the entities that we've known as the gods of the ancient world have come back and are affecting our lives right now? Could their existence explain everything that is now transforming our families, culture, technology, and even our government? Jonathan Kahn joins us today to start an explosive series that you're not going to want to miss. Welcome, everybody, to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artishorn. We have an explosive series of shows for you that are coming eminently. But before we dive in, how many of you are excited and I would even say ramped up about this week's special guest? Please join me as we welcome Messianic Jewish leader and New York Times bestselling author, Mr. Jonathan Kahn. What a pleasure to have you in the studio with us, Jonathan. Great Thank to you be for here. being here. The beautiful. First time here. It, seeing the new studio, that's right. It looked a lot yeah. different the last time Jonathan was here. We were in the old studio. Jonathan, you've written a new book called The Return of the Gods. And I want you folks to, to see this up on your screen here. Jonathan, you're one that my family and my team have viewed for a long time as one that we believe has a prophetic instinct. Now, I'm not saying Jonathan describes himself as a prophet or that he would tell you this. I'm just telling you that my family has watched your work for a series of years, and we feel like you're very in tune with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And often when you put these books out, they're not just entertaining. They also serve as a warning, often a prophetic view of what we think is eminent in terms of Bible prophecy, world culture, the things that are happening all around the world. And you're back now with this new book, The Return of the Gods. And I want to dive right into the content right away because we have way too much to cover in the limited time that we have. Why write a book about the return of the gods? I mean, what, what does this book aim to reveal? Hmm. Well, first, I, I knew I'd be doing this, I mean, for a long time. And I, I think it was a little apprehensive because I knew this is going to be explosive when this comes oh, out. Oh, for sure, yeah. But the thing is that, that it's happening and... In fact, things are so much accelerating in our culture. Yes. I mean, we're so much so that, that even people who are not believers are saying, this is craziness. What is yes. going on? Uh, what is possessing these people? Yes. Uh, and so th th I knew this was the time. Actually, I tried to write it a year ago, but it was like, if I may say so, all hell broke loose. Okay. And it was like I was being prevented from doing it. I mean, and, yeah. and so I finally, this is the time it came out. And as you said, you know, th this is, uh, well, I'll, I'll say this, because this is the very, these are the very first interviews I'm doing. And the reaction of those who've seen it have said, like, wow, th everything, this, everything makes sense now. This yes. makes sense. Um, and we are at such an, an important time where believers are on the defensive, where there's so much darkness taking over the culture in America and, and the West, um, that there's a spirit of almost timidity, like, or fear of saying anything. And we, we can't be that way. Right. Um, and so this is mm. to show God's people to open up a mystery, you know, a, a, yes. a, remove the veil of what is actually happening, what are we actually dealing with, which is actually very biblical. People in the Bible dealt with this. We've not been used to this, but we're here now. So I believe it, it's crucial for now. And also there's people in believers' lives who are being so affected, we all are, but are being so affected to give them, to arm them, to be an antidote to it, as well as to reveal. Yeah. Your book makes an amazing parallel, too, between demonic possession and what you believe is happening with our entire nation right now. And I think all one has to do is take a look out their own window to see what Jonathan is saying in terms of people that are just, they're just crazy. It's just crazy. 
It's just crazy. We, in this country, we don't have media for the most part anymore. Most Americans, despite being propagandized, know what's really going on in terms of our elections, air quote, uh, in terms of our politics. What is this parallel that you talk about in the book, The Return of the Gods, between demonic possession and what you believe is happening with our entire nation <clears throat> at this point? To set the stage, the things we know as gods, most people think, okay, this is fiction, this is mythology, and of course that's a part of it. But the Bible actually reveals there's more to it. In the Hebrew scriptures, when it speaks about they, they, they sacrifice to the gods, it uses a word called the shedim. Okay. The shedim literally means entities, spirits. So not just gods, there are spirits behind the gods. The gods are the masks. You know, uh, When it get, got translated into Greek and then came into the New Testament, when Paul writes of it, the word used for shedim is daimonia, or we get the word demonic from it. But th what it's saying is, is that behind these gods are these principalities or entities. Okay. And, and the entities, you know, it's gonna, they, they will play on the mythology. You know, mythology will follow them to a degree, um, and they will also use it and play, and it will reveal things about them. So, so the first thing is, is that. Now, the second thing is that, that all over the world, there were gods. You know, and that's just really a strange thing to think about. No matter where you went in the world, everybody was worshiping gods. You know, but this is part of it. It was something spiritual behind it. And the thing is that if these are principalities and, and all these cultures were given to the gods, that means they were given to spirits, to demonic spirits. That means there is a possession factor. And when you look at all, all these pagan cultures, you actually see they all, they all describe possession as part of their worship. Right. Or part of it. Yes. And, and it wasn't just you know, the Oracle of Delphi. Here's this woman who's giving these revelations from the gods, supposedly, but she's possessed. She's foaming at the mouth. She is, she's shaking. She's convulsive. This is possession. And it wasn't just a person. We think of possession as a person. Possession can be an entire culture, can okay. be a civilization. Okay. And so that's setting the stage. So that's where we were, you know, and so we're, I know we're going to talk about what happened to that and could we return to it. Are we to assume then that these gods, they, they've not been on vacation, <laughs> what would allow them to return or, or maybe if they're a part of this resurgence now that, that you're describing? What happened was Jesus happened, Messiah happened, God happened. I mean, the only place you could say that wasn't sub subject was Israel. But of course, when they turned away from God, they became subject. Sure. But when God came into the world, he had the power, he cast out. Power okay. of ekbalo, cast out. So it's, a, it's, it's God versus the gods, and it's God versus the spirits. So he got, and he gave the power to his disciples, and then he sent the Bible, the word, the spirit, the into the nations, into the pagan world. So the first time you're having this head-to-head -head clash. And so when you have that, you're having God come into the pagan world in power. And what happens is you have this clash. And so you have, when you read the book of Acts, this possessed woman is following Paul, you know, and then there's an uproar over the gods, you know, and the, the first Christians were persecuted. There was a war going on because they would not worship the gods. And in fact, that the great persecution, it's called the great persecution of Diocletian, it started when he consulted a one of these oracles who said, so a possessed woman says, yes, persecute that. So there's a spiritual thing going on. So the thing is that eventually, though, the gospel prevailed. And so what happened is sure, okay. you have you have a massive casting out of the gods. The gods leave the temples, the shrines, they're, they're abandoned, they're gone. But if behind the gods are principalities, then they still exist, they don't die. And so the, well, the question is, where do they go? You know, yes. and, and what's been happening? And there's a clue that Jesus gave that's gonna answer that. Okay. So what is the clue? Well, remember when, when the Lord said, he gave, he gave a parable and he said, a spirit goes out of a man 
And he said, then it goes into the wilderness, the dry places. Then it says, let me return to my home. And the, talking about the man, comes back, finds it clean, swept, it's empty. Says, I'm going to go back, gets other spirits. Seven more spirits come. The man is repossessed, and it's worse than before. Well, you know, we look at that and we say, okay, that's a lesson about possession. Don't go back. And that's true, but that's not what he's talking about. He's using it, but he says, so it is with this generation. Not one person, generation. Right, and right. so when you take this to its ultimate, now put it together, Western civilization, the one, the civilization we've been part of that has, has really taken over the world, it, it is the only civilization, it was once possessed, you know, that has been exercised. Ex that's what makes it so unique by the gospel, by the gospel. But the warning is, if this civilization, if you ever, if it ever turns away, turns away from the gospel, away from God, yes. away from the word, then the spirits are going to return to repossess it. Okay. They're coming back worse. And so, and so what's going to happen is the same spirits that once possessed this civilization are coming back now. And the wow. same gods or, the, or that, that are coming back now to the, to the West, to America, to repossess it. And if you want to understand what's been happening to this culture yes. for the last 50, 60 years, yeah. it's that. Yes. Wow. Now, you were the first person I ever heard make that connection of a nation being possessed. And what I love about yeah. that is in Deuteronomy 32, you have God, you know, giving the nations over to these gods. So it actually says that. So when yeah. I heard you say that, it rung a bell right away. Of He actually gave these nations over to the gods. And that, that could be exactly what happened, a nation possessed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And historically, this is one of the things that Sharon and I were stunned by when we researched our book, Giants, Gods, and Dragons, the great persecution of Diocletian. Yes. Uh, known that uh, in, in history, the oracles of Apollo mm -hmm. all around the Mediterranean yeah. that were consulted by the Roman yes. emperors were falling silent, and they were actually telling them, we can't speak, we're not hearing from the God anymore because the righteous men are inhibiting our ability to hear from the God. That's true. It all dried up. There's a yes. famous thing. One, it was called the last oracle of the or said, mm -hmm. my water has drawn up. My, there has been, there's no more. Right. It stopped it. Quick thing with that. I will, we'll go into it. But look at the case of, for instance, uh, for instance, Germany. Okay. Turned away from the gospel. Look what came in. Yeah. That is a civilization possessed. Look at what happened to the Soviet Union. Civilization possessed. Yes. But now it's happening broad all over the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and we're in a culture war because the church is being silenced more and more as all of these things come to fruition, there's a, there's a privatization going on within the church where everything is becoming hate speech. Yeah. So fighting against it is, is well, well, that once, sabotaged well, as well. Once the gods or these principalities gain power, establishment, then it's every knee shall bow. Then, it's, right, then right, there's right. no dissent. <laughs> right. I keep telling my friends, God is in the hurricane. Because here, I was just having this conversation yesterday with a dear friend, Jonathan, who's launching a new television show, and he was picking my brain on how to, how to get network time and so forth. And I said, here is the upside to all of this darkness. If there is an upside, is it is an unprecedented opportunity for men to distinguish themselves as real men of God and stop all of this goofing around and being 35 years old and playing video games. Not that there's anything wrong with playing video games, but letting that be the sole consumer of all your time, sitting there on autopilot watching Netflix and not being engaged in your communities and not, you know what I'm saying? Like not having yeah, a passion yeah. to stand for the, for the gospel of Jesus Christ and be effective and influential. It's kind of time to start pushing back, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, as the dark gets darker, the lights have to get brighter. Right. And, and this is really putting us back. You know, people we pray, I wish I could live in biblical times. 
This is <laughs> congratulations. We're here. This oh, is the oh times. yeah. So be oh, careful yeah. what you wish for. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, look look at the apostles. They were dealing with this. They were dealing with an anti-Christian culture and with principalities. So Elijah. So Moses. This mm -hmm. was actually the norm. It's only it's, it has been abnormal that we haven't been dealing with it. But now it's coming back with a vengeance. I want to ask you one more question before we go to a break, and then I'm going to show everybody at home how they can get a copy of the Return of the Gods. Your book. And this is, this is huge. It mentions a key to uncovering what's happening in America. And you actually titled this portion of your book, The House of the Spirits. What does this warn us of? Well, well, that, is, well that is based on what Messiah said, that, that the, the house being, that the, here's, here's what it is, being empty. You know, here is, it's been cleansed, but it's empty. It's saying it's not going to remain empty. It's going to be filled with something else. And so when, when and we'll okay. get to this, but when America started putting out God, it was emptying the house. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so it's not going to remain neutral. It's going to come in. And what we're seeing now is the answer to that. It's all coming in what we opened up. Man, oh man, are you guys keeping up? Yes. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break to show you at home how you can get a copy of the brand new book, The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. We'll see you on the other side of this break. The gods that ruled the ancient pagan world have been restrained for ages, but now the time of their return has finally come, and they are angry. Skywatch TV is proud to present the Return of the Gods collection. When you order Jonathan Gahn's explosive new book, The Return of the Gods, from the Skywatch TV store, you'll also receive the Jonathan Kahn collection on DVD and the never-before-released video entitled Gods of the Bible Unveiled. Jonathan Kahn is back with his most explosive book ever to reveal the ancient mysteries that have been playing out in our modern world, which all signal the return of the gods. In this stunning book, you will uncover the mystery of the house of spirits and how it affects an entire nation. Mysteries linked to the exact dates of pivotal Supreme Court decisions. The sign of the gods from ancient Mesopotamia that has now appeared in America. How ancient mythology has played out scene by scene on the streets of New York City and the identity of the dark trinity of gods that have infiltrated America, such as the Possessor, the Enchantress, and the Destroyer, and so much more. Also included in this must-have collection, Gods of the Bible Unveiled, join Skywatch TV's own Drew Graffia as he sits down with groundbreaking author Derek Gilbert to present the brand new nearly two-hour DVD that systematically breaks down how to understand what the gods in the Bible are and what their place in Christianity is. In this instructional guide, you will be taken step-by-step step through why God calls his sons gods in the Psalms, how the fall of Genesis is only one of three divine rebellions, the biblical origin of the pagan gods and demons gods and how the Greek gods and Titans found their origin in our Bibles. This instructional DVD has never before been released and was specially produced for inclusion with this limited time collection. But that's not all. In this amazing offer, you'll also receive the Jonathan Kahn Collection, featuring three uncut, extended, and two hot-for-TV episodes on the return of the gods that will leave you speechless, and three additional episodes of Jonathan's best interviews with the Skywatch TV investigative team. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of over $70. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So be prepared to understand the gods like never before as you expose their dark agendas for you and your family. The Return of the Gods Collection, 
Available now at skywatchtvstore.com. Order now or call 1-844-750-4985. Welcome back to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Horn. This is too much. This is explosive. We're talking about the, the new book by Jonathan Kahn, The Return of the Gods. Right before the break, we were actually talking about the House of Spirits. We're going to switch gears here because, again, there's never enough time to cover all this, Jonathan. You mentioned a dark trinity of gods returning at a very specific decade in our history. Yes. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. The, one of the questions is, if the gods are returning, which gods particularly? Um, and the thing is that, that our civilization, and, and America in, in many ways even more so, Western civilization, its spiritual DNA is from Israel. It's, okay. it, that's what, you know, it's all. And, and America was actually founded to be a new Israel in the new world. And so the thing is that, remember John Winthrop, who, who gave the City on the Hill the sermon, he said, if we follow God, we'll be the most blessed people like Israel. But if they, they missed the second part, if we turn away from God, he says, if we are seduced by the gods, by gods, wow. then these things are going to come upon us. Now, the thing is that what's going to happen is if we turn away, as Israel turned away from God, new God, then the same principalities that came to Israel, that possessed Israel in its fall, are going to come back to us. And that is what I call the dark trinity. I won't go into all of it, but I will tell you, I, the first one is I called the possessor. Yeah, and I wanted the, to ask, yeah. The, the second is called the enchantress, and the third is called the destroyer. And we're going to be yeah, covering these cover in the weeks ahead, so don't go anywhere, but do you want to start yeah. by explaining yeah. who, who is the possessor? Possessor, that's actually what his name means. Possessor, it also means the master, it also means the owner. And we, in Hebrew, you would say that Baal. We, we call him Baal. Okay? Oh, wow. But, we, but okay. this is a real, but remember, this is a principality. He had many names, he had many appearances, but he's the God, he was the God of fertility, he was the God of the storms, he was the God, he promised the Israel, it says, I will make you rich, I will give you prosperity, and they turned to him. But he is the God um, who, who owns you, who, who, who masters you, and who possesses you. And actually, in the times of Rome and Greece and Rome, he was merged with another God that we know, who is Zeus. Okay. And then Jupiter, which is the chief god of Western civilization before God cleansed out. So you have, you have that. And the thing is that, but for Israel, he was the god who turned them away. You know, you always see him, he's always first. He's the principality that turns a nation that knew God away from God. And, and wow. uh, uh, he's, the, he's the principality that <laughs> drives God out of the culture. So what would happen if he came back to America? If he came to America? Well, and when, when? Well, the key time here, it's not that is you go down to the early 1960s. That's when America opens the door. It starts emptying God out. Takes God from school, the prayer from school, then the word. And that's where it comes, that's when, you, but you know, you know, here's the thing, the only thing that was protecting us, in a sense, from all these things that have been forces in, in history, has been the gospel. You take that out, yes. this is, now you're going to have what you have now. And so we took, think about that, they took God out of school, and now look what has come into school. You know, yeah. that's, that, yes. we didn't, they didn't know back then, it seemed like a little thing, it's a big thing. Oh, it's so, huge, So yeah. at the same moment, early 60s, that's when you see the spirit comes in. And the spirit, and it starts driving God out of everything. What did Baal do? He drove God out, mm -hmm. drives mm -hmm. God out of the public square. Out of the, the, the Bible says he caused 
Israel to forget God. Well, the first thing was, it didn't tur- America wasn't turned against God first. It was America forgetting God. Right. And then it says he calls them to turn away from the commandments. Now, they have the Ten Commandments. We have literally struck down the Ten Commandments, just like Israel did, yeah. literally. Yep. Yep. And he, so he is, the, he is the alternate God. In Baal's, in, with the worship of Baal, it was materialistic. It was lewd. It was vulgar. So you're seeing a vulgarization of our culture. And all these things that we're seeing, even, for, even wokeness, all goes back to that. The, the mission of Baal is to take a Christian nation and turn it into a pagan one. Wow. So I, I, probably, <laughs> I probably know the answer to this question, but do you believe then that the possessor is back? He's oh, yeah. here. He's absolutely oh, yes. in the middle of our politics. Yes. He's yes. in the middle of our culture. Everything. And he, and he is the one. I'm sorry. He's the one. He's like that first spirit. And he's the one who will get the other ones. I noticed that it's also influencing the church in a lot of ways because the more that you push God out, culturally speaking, the more that um, people in church, and I'm talking very, very, very devoted believers, don't recognize when there's something that is just blatantly sinful right in their face. One of the things that Allie and I wrote about in a previous book was the fact that that churches uh, all throughout the state of Texas had adopted uh, women getting together and practicing exotic dancing. And they said, as long as you consider it exercise, you know, Mm -hmm. but that kind of a spirit they have no idea that yeah. that traces all the way back to Baal, yeah. Baal, and the Asherah pole. It's like it contributes to and perpetuates a complete. Well, well, we'll the society becomes so desensitized yes. and that they think that things are neutral that are not neutral. Yeah. Yeah. The Maypole celebration that was, uh, you know, that goes back hundreds of years in Western civilization. But this is signaled very early on in the United States, 1799, as they were arguing mm-hmm. what they were going to call the legislative building for uh, the Congress. The architect wanted to call it Congress House, but uh, Thomas Jefferson insisted that it be called the Capitol because that's the name of the Temple of Jupiter in Rome, the Capitolium. When Baal was taking over the culture, the worship of God got merged with Baal. And so it actually caused the people to, to compromise. And that's, you see that spirit of the church as well. See, and, and you said that we're in biblical times. That's exactly what happened in the book of Judges. Their tolerance of things led to apostasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lived with the Canaanites, yeah. and then they became the Canaanites, yeah. basically. They, right. they did their practices. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like one of the symptoms of the return of the possessor has anything with how he seems to manifest in regards to the modern computer? Yes. Is this... Is this yeah. Relevant. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. This has affected all thinking. And we, I mean, the thinking in the culture, Baal, we don't realize how deep it is. So I'll, I'll, a few things. One is when you get into a pagan mindset, when, when the pagan is, it's a paganization process that's happening. And what happens is instead of having one, one God, you have many gods. So instead of having one truth, you have many truths. So, so therefore, there's no more truth. Therefore, it's your personal yes. truth, my authentic truth. You, have, you also, with paganism, you create your own God. You build your own God. That means you're creating reality. You're causing reality to bend so that we see that in the culture as well. If I think I'm a, a man, I think I'm a tree, I have to bend. You have to bend oh. to that. Um, an, another one, another process, I'm just giving you a real quick, another process of Baal, Baalization, is that when God goes, you know, when the deity goes, everything gets deified. You know, whether it's sex, whether it's, whether it's money, everything becomes like that. Now, let me get to the computer. Uh, the word Baal means master. In the Bible, it says, so they served the Baals, not just Baal. He had many forms, okay. many masters. So what's happened to America is we've become mastered by, we're driven, we're, we're addicted more than ever because of this. But the thing is that mm. when, when Paul speaks about idols and he speaks about the idols fashioned by man, he uses the word techne. 
techne. So, and it says in the oh, wow. Bible, it says in Hebrew, it says, so they served the works of their hands. In this, they served the techne of their hands. So we are, technology comes from this. We are now serving our technology. Good. The computer is the most, I mean, incredible idol because people are actually serving it. Yeah. And what happens is it says they became, they became like their idol. So now people are becoming increasingly adjoined to the computer, becoming less human, less able to relate, while computers are becoming more human. And it's taking, wow. this is all the process yeah. of Baal. How many of you have read through the Bible and this is the first time you're hearing that perspective? There you Just a show of hands. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Derek and he's, he's taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel a five and ten with this premise right? coming? No. In your book, you know, you did talk quite a bit about Baal mm -hmm. and we are really short on time. Yeah. So if we have to, we'll hold some of this over for next week. But you talk about Baal being connected to animal man, and that's a quote from the book. Yes. Do you want to explain yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The, the paganization or, the, or, or the, the effect of Baal is to break down distinctions, like between, now one of them is between human and animal. So we see from that, you see everything happening. One is man is degraded, viewed as an animal. You see transhumanism. You see, why did I look at you, Derek? Uh, <laughs> uh, because he's part of the milieu. And, yeah. and, and, and when you look at Baal, Baal had, horn, had, had a helmet with horns. Mm -hmm. He was represented by the bull. He's man and animal. You see all these, these ancient images, the gods. So they put that together in their artwork. Now we are having, we are, we are doing it much in a much greater way. We are now having scientists merge the genes of animals and men together as they did in the pagan world, but high technology. In your view, did the sign of the possessor actually appear in America at some point? Yeah, there's actually more than one, but the, but there's a, the key thing, Baal was represented by a sign all across the Middle East, and it was a sign of a molten beast or a molten bull. And so here, if the sign appears in America, it appeared in New York City. Okay. The, they built this molten bull, of course, and it was linked to our prosperity, which is exactly what Baal promised, uh, wow. right, the, right on Wall Street originally. Yep. And it was the sign of, not only is it a sign of Baal possessing a nation, it's also a sign in the Bible of a nation that has known God and has turned away. That golden calf, and the, that's actually wow. bull calves. You know? So when the nation turned away from God, they turned. So how we have a sign here, and that sign was placed originally right on Wall Street, right where Washington was sworn in as the first president. And he gave a prophetic warning to the harbinger. He said, if we ever depart from God, the, the blessings are removed. And here he is, his statue was looking over, was looking over the bull. So yes, the sign of the possessor having possessed America. Wow. Wow. With just a couple of minutes on the clock, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Jonathan, your new book, The Return of the Gods, in your view, why do you think this book is so timely, so important? People need to get this book. Because every single person, unlike other things we could write, every single person is dealing with this Every in one way or the other. Every family in some way is dealing with it. Every, per, every Christian in some way dealing with it. Everyone. Everyone has people in their lives who are very much affected by this, Absolutely. no matter what. And this is going to touch every realm. And so one, it's, and we are so much, believers are kind of on the defensive with all that's happening. One, it's to arm every believer. It is to reveal a mystery that's kind of mind-blowing, but it's also one that, it, that touches every one of our lives. Also to give it to people in your life who are dealing with us to get free. And also, I believe the Lord wants us to stand, as you said, to, to be bold. And, you know, revival comes in the Bible when the altars of the gods are broken and mm -hmm. when the gods are exposed. Yeah. And so, so we have, this has to be our moment. So I believe it's going to be, it's gonna be, that's why I wrote it, to do all these things. Yeah, it is a huge missionary field in this country right now. That's why I implore viewers at home, people here in the audience, 
to take this season. And earlier I mentioned, you know, that, that we don't want to see darkness overcome America or the world. But if it's coming, if God is permitting certain prophetic events to unfold, our response as Christians should see it as a silver opportunity to get out there and be distinguished from the world around us. That's right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? To look different than the world appears, to do it now, to do it because you love Jesus and because each one of you watching this program has a calling on your life. You're sitting on the couch and you know he's been working in here. He's been persuading you. You've been feeling his pull. It's time to say yes to the Lord and watch what he does with the time that he's given you. Unfortunately, we're all out of time, but hey guys, once again for Jonathan Kahn. Thank you so much for being here. Was that amazing? Join us next week as Jonathan Kahn returns to unveil the mystery of the goddess known as the Enchantress and what she has to do with pornography, drugs, the occult, and the destruction of your way of life. For everybody in studio, I'm Joe Horn. Everybody here on panel, keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. Yeah.